he opened the door and he says, I'm back. <laughs> and his eye went up. You know the way his eye goes up? What is going on, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast. Wow, everybody got silent now. I love it. What's up, everybody? Uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. Studio audience. I love it. I am here today with owners Mike and Gilbert. We are here at Lombardi's in Bay Ridge. Soft grand opening. I had an amazing meal tonight, gentlemen. I just want to thank you for having us. Uh, truly, truly enjoyed every single dish you guys put out today. Now, Lombardi's Pizzeria. 1905 historical pizzeria in Manhattan why Bay Ridge why now it, it happened in a way that is unexplainable we didn't chose it it just kind of fallen our lap but I can tell you it's one of those things that you can describe how wonderful it is and the couple of weeks open and the three months working in the process what an unbelievable neighborhood if I have to choose 20 times, even at this time that is soon, mm-hmm. I, will pick, I will pick Bay Ridge, Bay Ridge. again. 100%. Well, there's still Italians here, I will tell you that. I mean, Italians come hang out in Bay Ridge. That's, that's the go-to. You're on the perfect strip, you know, historical strip. Uh, the food is incredible. I mean, uh, I had two different kinds of pizzas today. The margarita, the clams, and the shrimp. Very different from Lombardi's in the city. I feel the pizza's a little thicker here. Correct. Very good. Me and my friends, Anthony, Greg, enjoyed it. Uh, then you said, let me bring out some stuff for you. And all of a sudden, meatballs, rice balls, burrata, mozzarella, roasted peppers. Uh, what else do we have, guys? Octopus, octopus with potatoes. Uh, the veal, thinnest veal milanese I've had with the bone. So I feel... Over here is about the food. It's about the drinks. It's about coming here with your, with your lady, your friend, enjoying a nice meal. Absolutely. So, tell us a little bit about the process of uh, what it's like to open a restaurant in these times. Well, under normal circumstances, the restaurant business is probably one of the toughest businesses to get into. Yep. Because there's so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. You have your menu. You have your processes, procedures. you got to train your staff. Then you have to, it's almost putting a, a, a very orchestrated show for your customers. Mm-hmm. It's almost like showtime every night at the mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. So it is a moving show. It, it's a show, for sure. We were talking a little bit uh, off camera before we started recording about just how hard it is nowadays to open a restaurant, finding good help. And then, like you said, training them, like, this is how we want the meals to come out. This is how we want the presentation to come out. And I'll tell you one thing, I'm, I'm in the food business myself. To find good good help is extremely hard. Very hard. So how do you go about finding the right group of people to, to run a restaurant? Well, unfortunately, it's a process. And uh, you just don't find the right people right off the bat. So you, you hire people, cycle through people. Some people decide this is not for them. Other people, we decide for them. It's not for them. 
until we find people that have the same vision as we do because we're not looking to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. No, I really get the vibe. I really get that vibe because even the way it looks in here, it's a very Italian restaurant, but I get that modern feel like the bench when you walk in, it's beautifully made. You have this circle right here, the, the arc to go to the bathroom. It feels like, wow, this, this place has been here for a while, you know? Now, grand opening is coming soon. When when you guys feel uh, you'll fully be 100% menu, because the menu right now is, you told me you have about 25% of the things missing. What do, what do you think, uh, like you're looking at early October, mid-October? I would say something like that. I'm excited to see that, and you know, I just want to thank Anthony, John, for making this happen tonight. And important, important to say, right? This is the beauty. You see when you mentioned before about the different fields, you get a little bit of the modern, right, fusion in with the mm -hmm. classic Italian. That's, that's what we want the best. Because I feel most restaurants or, or most places when they build, they cater to one type of customer. We want everybody. We want those customers that feel they don't feel comfortable going to a place. This is the place that we want everybody. We want everybody to say, I have a date tonight. I want to go, oh, let's go to Lombardi. Listen, who doesn't love Italian food? Yeah. And in general, right. what about a great drink mm -hmm. or the right glass of wine? Right. How many times you go to a restaurant, everything is start even with a drink? Because yeah. if your wine is wrong, you already got 50% of the fight loss already with your food. Gilbert, tell us a little bit about this rum that got me a little, uh, a little, a little tipsy tonight. That's a secret. This rum is older than me. <laughs> this rum is older than me. Gilbert said, hold on, I got 30-year-old rum. For so, you to try. so you see, for example, that's one of the things that we do because we're not greedy neither. It's a couple of special. If it's not an orange cello, it's a special rum. They, at the end of the night, we don't even charge for it. You're having a good time. We got a little bit. You like the restaurant? We let you taste something different, like magic, you know? Enjoy yourself. Listen, that's what people go home and talk about when they, when they go to a restaurant and say, they took care of me. They gave me an espresso. They gave me dessert. They gave me a little shot. And that's what gets the word out there more than social media even though we're here right now doing social media but if you have a strong social media but the food's not good what good is that no good. right and, and you know what adding to that i do believe and you guys can correct me if i'm wrong i feel in the restaurant industry we lost the love they appreciate the customer for coming to us right now i feel most of the places that are great is like a privilege to go to them and it's not supposed to be like that. Customer need to be treated like he came out to your restaurant to enjoy a good time and not to be home. And that's the way I see. And we live and die by that. Listen, a customer could go to a hundred different places, yeah. even more. We're in New York City. How many restaurants are there in here? Gilbert told me something uh, when we sat down that how many Italian restaurants are in his neighborhood? It's twenty six pizzerias in Bay Ridge and twenty four in Little Italy. He said so. There's more Italian restaurants in Bay Ridge. Yeah, pretty than, much. Than in Little Italy. Pretty much. And this is number. This is facts. Now you ate at every single one of these I restaurants. wouldn't say every single one, but quite a few. How of do them. you maintain <laughs> this figure? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know about the figure. I have a piece of bread, <laughs> and I, you you see it through my shirt. You want to know how? Coming open seven days a week, mm -hmm. open to close, and you're going to see how that he, food does He's nothing. smart, too, because when I said that um, I wanted to have uh, 
when he gave me this drink, he said, I'm not drinking right now because I'm working. So that's how you do it. 100%. Tell me a little bit about this dynamic here, you and Gilbert. How, how is it working with him? Well, it, it's working very well. Gilbert will start with uh, how it all started in the very beginning. So it's simple, right? When I first started working for John uh, at Lombardi's and Spring Street, mm -hmm. even prior to that, a gym that he used to visit, and he actually sent me to buy a cup of, co a cup of coffee for him. I was in the country for two days. So he told me, uh, get me coffee half and half. I don't want to say no, you know, I just got here. So I went to the coffee place, and I got him half a cup of coffee and half a cup of milk. <laughs> I knew half was half, so I brought it back to him, and he looked at me like, all right, I don't know what he said to me at the moment because I didn't understand, but I made it back. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <something>. <laughs> <What the hell>? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but he had a way about him that I couldn't get mad, really. <laughs> That's great. I mean, just think about that for a second. You told him, go get a cup of coffee yeah. for me, and he got it wrong. You're like, let me hire you now. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, this is what happened. When you get to this country, whoever have got to this country, I'm going to talk for my experience, and you fall to work in a place that it becomes your family. And know your family just because you work together. Because I was 17 when I started working with them. And then that's when Mike came along. And when I met Mike, I was bartending at the moment in downtown Manhattan, mm -hmm. making quite a bit money. But I didn't know where my direction was. Because, you know, at that moment, then I was 19 going to turn 20. Making this money, but I got no direction. I'm spending money, clubs. Yeah, you wanted the, the fiolas, <laughs> you know? So, Mike came to my life, and at that moment, he showed me different ways. Not just how to run a restaurant, how to be in a restaurant, if know how to be fair, how to be a man, and how to respect always gang over everything. And you know what? Besides my wife and my kids, this family is the best that happened no, to they, me in the U.S. they're family now. Unbelievable. Let, let's talk a little bit about the history of Lombardi's. Because we, we spoke about it with Salad Day in a series we have coming out. But Let Mike, Mike, tell us a little bit about what it means to be in a family business, and especially one like Lombardi's. Well, look, <clears throat> it... It's really special to be able to work in a, a business that was established and is still running mm -hmm. as a family-run operation all these years because you really don't see too many of them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you look over the years, how many family establishments closed, the chains have really taken over as far as a lot of restaurants mm -hmm. in the business. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of like a little outliner, and it's, it's very, very special. And it's kind of like almost extinct in a way. Listen, guys like this are special because... I took over a family business too, and all my a lot of a lot of my friends and family that they have family businesses who became a teacher, who worked sanitation, who became a fireman. So was there a moment growing up where you're like, this I want to make this mine. I want I want to run this pizzeria. I want to run this business with my father. I, I don't know that it was specifically that. I just think it was just the challenge. It was the fact of keeping the history alive, the challenge, making it better. You know, just fine tuning, fine tuning, and fine tuning. And I think that's mainly. The driving factor along with of course keeping the history alive listen 1905 that's uh 117 years still going oldest pizzeria in america, in america. documented we we went over this in the series it's it's facts but I, if it wasn't good pizza or wasn't <coughs> good food it would be finished 
Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, so, you, you just repeat so that one more time. You could have, you could be the first pizzeria or the tenth pizzeria. If your food ain't right, you're not going to be anything. So, and it's important. It's <laughs> yeah, important. That's that's have. a fact. Now, tell us a little bit about this clam pizza because uh, everybody talks about the clam pizza. Tell us a little bit about the process of how to the make clam it. pizza. Was only made Christmas Eve years ago. Yeah, but uh, I happen to have really liked it, mm -hmm. and we zeroed in on how to make it the best of the clam pies. Mm -hmm. And other people try to copy us, and they stop after a month. Or Are so. we allowed to talk about the process of how you make it? Like, do you shuck the clams on the spot? We shuck the clams, then we, we cook them just enough, and then we chop them up, and it's ready for the pie. Just comes if you like, you know, spaghetti aglio with uh, clams. Yeah, yeah. You love the clam pie. Yeah. Now, biggest differences, a lot of Italian restaurants out there, and this is something we always deal with about Italian American food and Italian food. I truly believe this place has a perfect balance because it's truly authentic dishes here. You know, you have the fresh meatballs made here not i feel like nothing frozen here everything's everything's got to be a hundred percent the right the right product the right quality and made the right way otherwise i'd rather throw it out i i don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't know weigh in on that right because you asked me before like what it's like working with them it's nothing more important that they taught me when it came to the food the restaurant in general besides the service the quality of the food so if we can get the right product, we don't have it. If certain it's things out, didn't make it to the menu because they don't have the right quality, okay. the right product. And then you see, in our place here in Bay Ridge, you're going to see probably the smallest menu on Bay Ridge, but one of everything in top quality. The day we can have the quality, then it won't make the menu. It's that simple for us. And the other thing that's great about having good food is look at the girls over there at that table. They all love the food here and the alcohol here. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Listen, I, I really like it here because... That white Bordeaux, huh? <laughs> this, is, this is a place you could have a, a drink and just hang out, watch the game also. I mean, you had a nice crowd here watching the Yankees tonight. Yeah. So it's, you have a little food, too, and you could also drink, hang out. You don't have to right. have a whole, you know, five-course meal. girls could come here and nobody's going to bother them. Yeah, exactly. You know, make sure they, you know, get treated well. Right. Now, uh, another dish I really liked okay. tonight was uh, the bucatini. The bucatini with, uh, it was uh, fish, the crab. The, yeah, I've the, never the, had the, the spicy crab arabiata. Unbelievable. How'd you like that? I never had that. That's what I mean by unique because everybody makes spaghetti and meatballs, chicken parm. But... I'm going to go home and tell my friends, like, listen, this bucatini I had was amazing. And, and listen to this, up. right? He got the spicy crab arabiata as the last plate that made it to the table. That usually people are full at that moment, and I saw you enjoying it. Yeah. So you see, that's what makes this worth yeah, it. Because it's a tough business. But when you see people enjoying your food, you want to do it better and keep up with it. 
So thank you. Okay. No, but don't okay. sell him short. He could eat more than you. Yeah, I could eat more. Together. I could eat more than anybody in this joint. We should do a challenge here and see. Well, I, th- me, I, I think you'll be in trouble. A meatball challenge. Or whatever you want. Everybody wants me to do a meatball challenge. I don't know what it is. In San Gennaro, they had the meatball competition. Yeah. They're like, you should have did it. I'm like, you want me? Are you crazy? Like, what are we doing over here? I want to. I want to hang with guys like you. Okay. Forget I want to hang out with guys like you. Okay. San Gennaro is ten days. I want to be 365 days, everything right, okay? No, that, that, I, that's a quote right there. Talk, let's talk a little bit about St. Gennaro because uh, this year was 95 years. What, what do you, how do you feel about year. the feast? They yeah. had a great year this year. A lot of them tell you they lost money, but everything was good this year. <laughs> yeah, Listen, yeah, I went yeah. there three times. It was packed every night. Yeah, no, they yeah. had a good year. How, how is it for uh, Lombardi's in New York City that Very time good. of year? Very good. It brought us up. Listen, God bless, man. Uh, let, let's take a little break because uh, we're going to have Anthony sit with, with us a little bit. Come on. And uh, we'll talk a little bit. All right, so we're back. We had an espresso, another <laughs> shot. We're here. So Lombardi's Pizza. Pictures everywhere in there. Anybody that's anybody's had a slice of pizza there, had a pie there. Because you don't sell it by the slice. No. You come right. in, you got to eat it all. Right. Do you have any good stories about some people that came one good doors? story only because i love the guy because he's so down to earth is jack nicholson because he came he had pizza he would even uh, send his uh driver if there was a, a basketball game or a boxing match in new york he was in new york and he would either come or send his driver for pizza but the second time he came he came 12 o'clock in the afternoon he opened the door and he says, I'm back. <laughs> and his eye went up. You know the way his eye goes up? Yeah. And then he was doing that picture um, where he didn't want to walk on the crack on the sidewalk. As good, good as, as it gets. gets. And he wrote as good as it gets for the pizza. We took the picture <laughs> together and he wrote as good as it gets. Yeah. So he always would come during, if there was a fight or a boxing, a basketball up. match, yeah. He would come because he was a Laker fan. Yeah, I know. I always see him uh, front row yeah, at the, the Lakers Staples game. Center. Yeah. So, and then Miley Cyrus, she came, she loved it. And then I had Obama's daughters come. They had really? four um, four bodyguards and the mother-in-law of Obama, and the bodyguards sat, sat on one side and they sat on the other side and they and they came in ahead of time to make. Sh- just to check Make out sure the whole everything joint. Was good yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. That's got to be an amazing feeling to own an establishment where people like that. President's come daughters. Yeah. Really. And then Obama, he went to Bellato's, Emilio Bellato's. Which, who was here tonight, by the he way. He was here tonight yeah. eating with three of his friends. But uh, he helped my chef make certain dishes that I wanted here. So we're getting help from one of the best chefs in, in New York. That's got to mean a lot to have people like that, you know, come out and help. You know, it show, just shows what kind of man you are to have well, people that will come here. I, I know love. Emilio 29 years, and we're friends ever since then. And in the beginning, he was having a hard time up until he got a write-up write up from uh, the uh, Times mm-hmm. in the uh, food section. He had a three-page write-up. And after that, he just took off. But there were summers in the beginning, 28 years ago, that he, 
He would say, what? what? I'm going to go out of business. I said, just relax. you got good food. They'll, it'll catch on. And he's another one has sons in the business. He's got three sons yeah. there. That are, you know. Anthony is the chef, but he's the best. There. Yeah, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony's a good kid. So what about now, 1905, Lombardi's was open. What made you want to get involved there and take over the business? I know them since, I know uh, Jerry Lombardi since I'm a kid, and I used to go there since I'm seven, eight years old. And um, Jerry and I would hang out there. We'd throw dough at his grandfather and <laughs> run around the joint, and then he would make us pizza and Coca-Cola, and we'd wind up falling asleep. Then we'd wake up again and start throwing dough, dough and by that time, was time for me to get out, but we did work a little bit over there too. <laughs> then you worked a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. What What's next for Lombardi's? I mean, obviously we're here in Bay Ridge. Well, we have a lot of people looking to have stores under the Lombardi name, so probably franchising. Wow. But yeah. That's it's powerful. It's got to be the right people, otherwise we can't take the chance if they're not going to make the right yeah. product. Because then that could hurt your, your yeah, businesses. Right. Is there anything you want to add? During the pandemic, uh, when I posted a few videos of, of Lombardi's, uh, I, I have to say the outpouring that came out for people that wanted um, you to ship your pies across the country and sometimes across the world was unrealistic. Like the thousands and thousands of people reached out to me telling me to tell you guys to ship your pies. So the franchising sounds like an amazing thing if you find the right people. He'll find, Michael will find the right people. Yeah, and we're also working on the shipping aspect yeah. of things now. We were actually, we actually had it ready to go, and we were going to do it out of our Chelsea location, and then COVID <laughs> hit. So we had to kind of put that on hold for the time being right now and regroup around it. But at some point, once we get this place locked down, we'll circle back around to it and uh, start working on that again. And we've tested yeah. the pizza extensively. Yeah how to make it, how to cook it, you know, half, half cooked, with instructions, wherever it goes, they know what to do with it in their own oven at home. So once it gets in their home, it's a, the instructions 12 to 15 minutes, depending on their oven, they got a pie, they'll think they're eating it in bodies. That's how good we got it down by. Yeah. Listen, a lot of people really love uh, the gold belly yeah. You know, paying that amount of money to get right. food. If the product is right, yeah. I'll pay it too. No matter what food. If the, if the food is good, I pay it. So you could safely say that customers may one day be able to make a pie from America's first pizzeria in their home. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll heat the it up. The pie will yeah, get there yeah. with instructions. They'll put it in their oven for 12 to 15 minutes, and they'll think they're eating in Lombardi's. That's, that's how good we got it down pat. Uh, that's that's impressive. I would I would I've I get that all the time where people are buying bagels, yeah. pizza from New York because New York has the best pizza. I don't know yeah. what you know, people from Jersey say they have the best pizza <laughs> Chicago, but have you ever thought about doing a deep dish pizza for Lombardi's? Speaking of Chicago? We we did deep dish uh, we did a grandma's pizza during the pandemic out mm. of Spring Street, and it was pretty good. But we got this 
Napoli, Napoli pizza down pat to ship all over, the, even if we wanted to ship out of the country. That's how good it comes. That's unbelievable. John, what would you say to somebody if they asked for pineapple on their pizza? <laughs> no. We got we to gotta know. I got to know. <laughs> I mean, I feel, Listen, you know, all roads lead I would to tell that them, question. I would tell them, take a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Lombardi's. Thank you for tuning in. Growing Up a Time podcast.